Hello folks, you are listening to Rewriting Our Future, a Mind Control Exodus, with me, Paul Henning. Join us on our journey as we explore and actively work to deprogram ourselves from the forces in the world that socially engineer our lives. Are the politicians, doctors, scientific experts, and news anchors telling us the truth? Is school, pop culture, social media, and television programming supporting the development of our highest consciousness, healthiest bodies, and most sovereign selves? The more we research and listen to our intuition, the more we find that this answer is a loud and resounding no. And so, we are rewriting our future to opt out of the mind control these forces tirelessly aim to manipulate and coerce us with. Welcome to the show, where we are all figuring this out together. What's up, y'all? I am really excited to introduce today's episode. My guest today is Scott Armstrong from Rebunk.News. Scott is really busy, so I'm really grateful that he uh, took the time to talk to me today and sit down for this hour. Scott's been a friend of mine for a few years now, and I'm really excited to have him on and introduce him to y'all and to take the time to talk to him myself because he is such a positive example of leveling up in all the ways that we have to level up in the different categories of life as we continue to pursue living in alignment with our values and speaking truth. Um, and so some of these things include sobriety and taking care of our health, which Scott dives into that in depth and helps me understand some ways that I might be still fooling myself. Um, the other thing is Scott has managed to unslave himself from a wage job and a typical employer. And now he works for himself and with people in his community that, um, are throughout values that he aligns with, whether it's through helping other people produce their shows or through doing uh, like handyman work throughout his community. And lastly, we talk about creativity and the importance of staying creative and not just like grinding all the time for the sake of, you know, uh, all that. So um, it was a really great conversation. I'm really grateful for it. I think you guys will enjoy it. Thanks. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, my pleasure to introduce my friend Scott Armstrong. How are you? What's up, buddy? I'm doing really good, man. How are you? This is great. Yeah, it's good. I see your face so much uh, like this as it is, um, and it's funny to look at the screen and see myself next to you. That's a uh, crazy. That's a, a rare <laughs> thing. Um, I think I probably have like three subscribers at this point, but you know, as more yeah. and more come, they're all gonna come back and um, want to watch my most famous guest. So, oh god, I'm gonna. This is my introduction for Scott. All right, here we go. Scott Armstrong is a contributor and producer on The Last American Vagabond. He is a producer and co-host of the Unjected uh, live dating show slash dating app. Hmm. He is, of course, the man behind Rebunk.News, where they uh, offer hope and interview an incredible amount of super powerful truth tellers in a very short amount of time. He is a self-employed handyman and podcast and web production freelancer for platforms uh, ranging from Bob down the street with his farm all the way to Autonomy with Richard Gage and uh, those guys at the University of Reason. He's an all-around supportive guy for life. And if you want to talk about quitting substance abuse, he's also the guy to reach out to. And most importantly, he's not afraid to use a bullhorn to interrupt a live (laughs) television broadcast um i don't know if he's retired from that or not but uh thank you for 
Thank you, Scott. How did I do? Dude, that was amazing. That was like the greatest intro I've ever had. That's amazing. Uh, well, I'll send it you know, to you, and you can use it on your shows from now okay. on. That's great. You know, I do have my bullhorn hanging on the wall right there. I haven't officially retired it yet. In fact, I've been in several situations lately where I'm like, damn, I wish I had my bullhorn on me. Mm. But uh, maybe I should just keep it in my tr- car. Like, during during the height of the whole lockdown situation, like, I did keep it in my truck in case, it, or in my car at the time, in case an opportunity presented itself. But uh, yeah. really, there was just, we, we did it. We did a couple. We went down and uh, bullhorned the University of Oregon, um, they were doing like an Olympic trials, but they were requiring mm. like vaccine passports to get in. So we went down right. and bullhorned them. Mm. And uh, then the famous incident with the guy with the that was about to do a live news broadcast. I just stood right next to him, like five feet away, and just got him good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. Interrupting the, you know, breaking spells, breaking spells. But now I guess if yeah. you're not using your, uh, it's so much, you reach more people through all your platforms now than you could in a, with a bullhorn, I, I think, you know. Pending. Yeah, this is like the modern day bullhorn, man. Like yeah. we're just spouting it out, getting the message For out. For sure. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, The Conspiracy? Two, no. It's, two, it's called The Conspiracy. I'll write it down. 2013. It's so good, dude. It's all mm. one of my all time favorite movies. It's so well done, so oh. well made. Okay. But mm. uh, it, they kind of follow a guy who's like an old school conspiracy theorist in New York, and he like goes down mm. to the park with like the the a-frame billboards and a bullhorn and it's just like the new world order yeah and uh and then the story kind of like takes some very interesting turns after that hmm. definitely recommend very very well done cool yeah i'll be sure to uh i'll be sure to watch it um yeah i have lots of free time now Catherine works nights my wife works oh, nights so man. uh so i have like time to chill here but um just now i'm you know here we are but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well thanks for making time for me scott i know you're hella busy um but I have a lot of respect for what you're doing here with the the you know, not only the the movement or whatever, but also with your personal life and the support that you give to so many of us out there. And I know it hasn't been easy. Um, so <clears throat> this show that I'm starting is basically for myself. And if other people watch, then that's cool. But the the idea here is it's called um, rewriting our future i'm looking at the Mm. title here getting confused rewriting our future a mind control exodus and yeah so basically since we met which you know i met scott um at squatch fest squatch fest a festival in southern central washington back in like 2020 Mm -hmm. and and the whole world was basically on lockdown especially washington and oregon and um you know you had been doing Truthzilla, like mm-hmm. mad, just like episode after episode. And my wife, Catherine, heard you. Well, she got put on to you through Mackenzie Wolf, who I'd like to talk to oh, about. Oh, yeah. Uh, saying, what's up? If we could Dude, get a hold I was of just, her. what's up? Yeah, what's up, Mackenzie? Dude, I've just been chatting with her the last couple of days. Oh, like, wow. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and then so through Mackenzie's post, you know, Catherine found you guys on Truthzilla, and then she just was like nonstop uh, listening. And then she recognized you at the festival, of course. Yep, and then. Yeah. Uh, we became friends. Um, yeah, totally. And so since then, you know, since being introduced to you, and that's where we met um, Etienne and so many other people that are are just like shifting their lives to live in accordance with the, um, just in alignment with their true spirit and to what the truth is, you know. Um, yeah. And so that was like three years ago, and since then, Catherine and I have made tons of changes. Um, towards the life that we 
hope will bring us towards more personal alignment. Um, and uh, it's just proved to be incredibly valuable every step of the way, but every step gets a little bit uh, harder in its own way. You know, it's like uh, the idea that the king at the, in the top of the castle or whatever, or the number one music artist, the idea that they're just up there with their feet up, it's like absurd, you know. It's like every every step you go, the yeah. harder you have to to work to uh, yeah. to maintain and to keep your your vision. Um, anyway, so now you know I'm in a place where we've left our government jobs. We uh, we have a couple acres here. We got a dozen chickens and some gardens that we're having trouble with, and we're trying to do all that, you know. Um, and but the next step is to, I think, is for. Uh, for me to find income entrepreneurially outside. I could work for big tech right now, which is not my like, I mean, I get to be home every day. I like chill all yeah. day at home. So that's like super sweet, but um, it's just next level, you know, one thing at a time. Um, another thing is I, I, I just more health stuff, you know, yeah. there's like so much of this alignment is like, you can only get so red pilled without looking at your health. I mean, it's, yep. it's like, you know, I, I don't know any truthers, I don't know if that's what, if there's a stigma to that word, that are just like big, fat slobs. You know what I mean? Not to be like rude to anyone. Other than but, Alex Jones. Well, I was going to say, even that dude, <laughs> even he could probably hey, like... Hey, and I say that out of love. I got a lot of love for Alex. That's yeah, my dude. <laughs> I mean, he, he could probably, he could get into a fist fight, I bet, and be yeah. like have pretty good stamina you know dude yeah um, he's he's an enigma he's like something else he's not yeah. in this world like if they say aliens are coming i think alex is extraterrestrial yeah. dude he's something else oh yeah he, yeah he does like hardly age too you know he gets old but i think yeah well sometimes... dude I, I don't know man I, he's like 47 48 he looks like he's like oh. 60 oh i thought he was like 60. yeah never mind oh no, he's like 48 dude yeah yeah wow he's, he's like, young. yeah i know he's 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 uh he's wearing his years very vividly. <laughs> so he must have gotten started behind the camera when he was like 20 or something. Yeah, he was young, dude. It's actually, they have a good documentary called Alex's War that came out a couple years ago or maybe yeah. last year. It's okay. a really, really well done film and it really kind of shows hmm. his whole uh, backstory, like his childhood. And like it yeah. really shows a lot of footage of him like in his 20s, like on local access TV and stuff. It's hmm. a really good movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, with the exception of Alex Jones uh, yeah. as an alien, I just feel like I can, I see all of, you know, uh, y'all that are out there and I, I, you know, those of you that have been uh, making content and speaking the truth and changing your life for the better and your health is not, it just cannot be an exception, you know, like I think yeah. about, I listened to your episode the other day with Kenny yeah. and, you know, people like that, like he didn't even use money. He doesn't even use banks. Yep. He's yep. like a vegan cook, you know, I don't. Yeah necessarily get down with the vegan thing but mm -hmm. i i dig it the whole idea you know and then of course the the real heavy hitters like derek and all them like everyone is just like fit and uh mm -hmm. mostly sober at least you know yeah um and so that's just another obvious thing that i keep coming up against you know um when when work you know my work is the one thing that like, we go through all these like trainings now because the company i work for is so big that it's like we have all this uh diversity shit and all this like um just yeah. so much like the other a, a year or so ago i i the, my company offered a class on imposter syndrome 
And I was mm. like, I work in a, you know, in like a health coaching environment. And most of the people I work with are women that were like yoga teachers before the pandemic. And so I'm like really like the odd man out, you know. And so I was like, well, I'm going to do an, uh, an, impostor, an imposter syndrome course to help me become more confident in my place at work, even though I don't really like fit in here. And you know what the fucking thing said? It said that the reason we all have imposter syndrome is because we are not uh, straight, white, thin, tall men. It was speaking what? to everyone as if it was like a collective you. And I was Whoa. there and I was like, I'm a thin, tall, straight, straight white man. And oh I took this God. course and it had nothing to do with being like you were trained how to be a health coach. You're empathetic. You're smart. You're doing good work. You should be confident because you are a strong, confident, wise coach. No, it said you need to um, consider that... The only reason you're you have imposter syndrome is because you're not a straight white man. And so oh as soon as you, and so you so know crazy for the first time in my life, I swear, I was almost I almost became a sexist racist yeah. because I was like, you know what? They're fucking right. I shouldn't yeah. have imposter syndrome. I'm a straight yeah. white man. Yeah. And my chest puffed up and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. This is this is not even the opposite of maybe the intent of all that. Maybe this is the intent. Maybe it is the intent to create to others, to divide and conquer, to create, to put such a, such a to demonize. You know, you notice that's the thing. It's like they're just trying to demonize. And oh, this might sound awful. I mean, God. Okay. But anyway, they're trying to demonize all that is like good, righteous, and everything in the world. They've completely inverted everything, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like all white men are good and righteous. I hate white people more than anybody, dude. These white liberals out there, dude, there's nothing in the world more excruciating than that shit, dude. Like these, well, like the screeching liberals. I, I, right, I make right. a distinction. Right, right, the re, re and all uh, yeah, that. I yeah, I make a distinction because there are some sure. good liberals out there, dude. I've, I've met some here in Nashville. It's like the thing in that with Nashville, I say it all the time, but like it's funny because they just kind of know their place around here. They know they're in the South. Like there's right. a big bank of confederate flags right next to where i drive home every day it's like they kind of know their place they're not as insane out here yeah but it's like the ones i'm used to from back in oregon yes but anyway the whole idea of just in demonizing everything that is that is good and and, and propping up and making virtuous everything that's like demonic and dark and satanic and all this mm -hmm. little shit so it's like but but again that just goes to the divide and conquer you know i don't know they see threats and so they try to like push that off to the side you know and, yeah. and i just i don't know maybe that's not the best way to characterize that well but i like, mean what i saw was that like so the company like the, the diversity training at the super you know hip company i work for almost made me like feel like racist for the like the first time in my life yeah and i imagine the women and the people of color that maybe watched that would have those feelings amplified themselves and so i'm like what yeah. a strange environment you know and yeah. so i now you know where a couple years ago i would have been able to shrug these things off and these like these um these certain, you know, like the, the the CEO of the company I work for, they went to Davos. They li literally were in with the Great Reset, like, you know. And so wow. I'm like, and these people pay my bills, right? And uh, yeah. And then, okay, so that I can't ignore it anymore. And what's happening more and more now is my uh, my sobriety through, uh, you know, the booze that I drink and the weed that I smoke, that and my health in general. Are um, you are you doing the sobriety thing these days? I mean, we okay. we try off and on, yeah, but for yeah, the most yeah. part, no. It, it goes okay, a couple okay. days at a time, you know. Um, I feel yeah. Hey, you know, it's 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 all right, you know. Yeah, I mean? like, it, as I long mean, as it's not destroying your life. Like, no, I, I understand. there's people that can handle it. And there's some people that can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got to the point in my life where I was non-functional. I was like a feral animal, dude. Couldn't could not function. So yeah. Well, you know what's funny is like the same amount of uh, because we've been, you know, Catherine and I have been more uh, aware and aligned with what we hope is the real answer to how to live. Um, like, say, back in the day, if we would have had like a bunch, 
let's say we would have gotten like all tore up on tequila or something. Yeah. And we, the next day we would have felt off balance and it's like we're kind of ashamed of ourselves. And, and it's, but now that same feeling comes with way less uh, substance abuse because our tolerance for bullshit is getting um, lower. So we're like, I can feel myself uh, on so many cusps of a level up you know, um, that I, I know that I, like, I need to, uh, I need to do. And that's part of what this show is, is just to talk cool. to people and just to be like, this is my own like self-help journey. Like I'm trying yeah. to rewrite the future and I can see where I could be, but I don't know exactly what's the, how I'm going to get there. But I know that the stakes are like, literally it's the most important work of Absolutely. my life. Um, and it's so great to have examples like you and other people who just go out there and you're like, you, um, you make your living in and your health and your lifestyle within the realms of your values, mm, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you're, uh, yeah. And I'm sure you have a lot of ways that you're trying to level up, uh, all the time. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah all um, kinds of it, man. I mean, just from like, just a couple things like right now, and uh, from like a strictly health standpoint, um, you know, we've already touched on this. I'm coming up on seven years clean and sober here in December. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, so I got six Amazing. and a half years. Just hit like six and a half years today, I think. No, yesterday was six mm. and a half years. So, um, but anyway, one of the few things that have been lingering for me over the last few years has been like energy drinks. Mm. I always like had myself convinced that like I needed 600 milligrams of caffeine in the form of like energy drinks. And, and I was rationalizing, like, I'm drinking bangs, right? Yeah. They're, they're like, it's clear. It's not, like, green, you know what I mean? Like, the other mm. sugary ones, there's no sugar. There's, like, amino acids in it. It's totally mm. healthy. It's totally fine, right? Yeah, the kids and, drink it all day long. Yeah, exactly. So I've, I've been, like, you know, two two of those a day for five years, you know, easily. I wake up in the morning, I can't mm. function without one, mm. you know? And uh, for, the, for just, you know, like you're talking about, as you get further along in this truth journey, you understand, like, the food industry, and you start to understand things about, like, how they lie and hide ingredients and all these things and they want you addicted to this stuff like you feel like you know they're you feel like you're targeted and it's like it's hard to separate from that stuff and so i uh i've been always in the back of my mind always been like yeah man i really need to get rid of this caffeine or maybe switch to coffee but i don't i don't have enough time in the morning to make coffee so it's energy drinks and it's like all the things you tell yourself right and it finally got to a point where I was just like, man, I really want to try something different. And it's like so much money. They jacked the price way up on them. And I'm just like, mm. this is just stupid, man. And so yeah, um, a couple weekends ago, it was like a Friday going into a Saturday, uh, did a 24. Oh, and then vaping, too. So vaping is like I, mm. I quit smoking in 2018. I've had a few cigarettes here and there mm. ever since 2018. But, um, you know, I was doing like, you know, I was like one of those pack-a-day guys there for a while. and. Mm-hmm. I started when I was 16 smoking cigarettes, and then it was pretty much off and on. Got really heavy, like when I was like in my full-blown addiction, and then uh, and then I picked it right back up. You know, pretty heavy back in 2016, and now from 2016 to 2018, I uh, you know did it pretty hard. And then I quit that and switched to vaping, and then I quit vaping in May or March of 2021. And that got me up until just this last Christmas, and I started again. I've kind of been on again, off again with that. Mm-hmm. I'm currently on with that. But I was going to say, so the, the caffeine, though, a couple weekends ago, I did a 24-hour fast. And hmm. uh, it was like the first time I'd actually done a 24-hour fast, which felt really good. But at the same time, I 
no nicotine, no caffeine. And I just like chugged a bunch of water and got through it. I had like massive yeah. headaches all day long. And I finally detoxed. And then, the, yeah, they detoxed off the caffeine, and I've been off caffeine for almost two weeks now, completely. And, Whoa. Uh, yeah, dude, it's, that's a huge thing. And it was weird, though, because the few days afterwards, like, my legs were, like, completely sore, like, as if I felt like hmm. I had, like, blood clots or something, dude. I was weird. like, God, am I getting blood? I felt, and then I was, like, pointed out to me, that's probably, like, the detox off of, like, the whatever's in the energy drinks, you know what I mean? Wow. It was crazy. So... So yeah, man. So and then I, I did go a little bit without the vaping, and then I was on a job the other day with some buddies, and they're all vaping. I'm like, give me that shit, and I'm like, it's hard not to off and on it. And yeah. then I went and bought one after work. And so, <laughs> but yeah, dude. And then the other big thing too is I'm doing this like, uh, so I'm, I'm, I've got a gal now. I don't know if I told you guys. Oh man, that. that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Wow, that's great. Man. And, and she's been very supportive, and, and she's she's very health conscious too. And she's done this uh, program called Wild Fit in the past, which is like just uh, basically, uh, just just like it's not like a diet. It's more like a like kind of reprogramming how you, your relationship with food and how you like, and obviously gearing towards eating more healthy, right? And so it's like an incremental phase thing where the first few weeks they introduce new, better foods, which is primarily like fruit and veggie shakes. Hmm. Like so, I'm making like gigantic containers like this big. Full yeah. of just fruits and veggies every morning, just pounding that first thing in the morning, dude. And between that, like that gives me all the energy I need all day, man. Like it's crazy. Wow, that whole foods. But, yeah, dude, whole food, all organic, like fruit and veggies. Like it's just intense. Mm. They're really, really good. But then this week was the first uh, elimination where they're eliminating stuff, and the first thing that that went was refined sugar mm. in all its forms. Which is now this is a big red pill for me because they had this PDF that listed 65 different ways. The, the food industry like the different names that they have that's actually refined sugar mm. like uh like a modified cornstarch or like dextrose mm. like all these things that they they kind of hide yeah. whether or not it's like not actually sugar sugar it like metabolizes in your body as glucose or or it becomes sugar once your body mm. digests it right mm-hmm. so so we've eliminated every single thing out of the diet except for fruit so the fruit is kind of like the buffer to get you going it's eventually going to be like eliminating all that from what I gather, but um, hmm. like no refined sugar. Like I'm done with sugar, I guess. Like, and I'm like, gonna, I'm strict as shit about it. So I like all the stuff yeah. I really like. My sriracha sauce, you guys. Oh my god. My sriracha sauce. It's one of the ingredients of sugar. So I'm like done with that. Oh no. Yeah, I'm like I'm done with that. And then like the the little keto tortillas I was using, it has like modified cornstarch. So can't eat those anymore. Oh, and that's shit, that's everything. like that was like my main my main thing I was going off of. So it's basically wow. just down to like whole foods, fruit, veggies, meat, and eventually probably just like veggies and meat, man. Which is fine with me. That's mostly what I eat anyway. But anyway, so yeah, hmm. I'm on a huge health push right now. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that <laughs> that is incredible. Um, it's just it's just part of it, you know. It's like you right when I I feel like. At some point, it'll be like, well, I'm done now. But it's like, no, you're, you're always, there's always more to strive for. And it, it's, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it, since I've been on this, um, since I, my head was like cracked open and I'm like mm-hmm. more awake now than I was years ago, um, there's just an infinite amount of things, you know, like the guy with the glasses, you know, it's just everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere I go yep. now, like nothing is the same. Um, mm-hmm. Movies, nothing. Movies aren't the same. Food isn't the same. Restaurants aren't the same. Media, nothing is the same. Um, and so it's just like, man, it's like a never-ending thing because then you know the next thing that we talk about is it becomes intergenerational. And yeah. So it's like, what's next? You know. So how do I have to live to consider how the next couple generations are going to go? You know, like yeah. that's a pretty serious consideration. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, 
and it's just it's, sometimes it can get really overwhelming, you know. But something I wanted to ask you, like, yeah, there, so many of us believe and feel in earnest that the substances that make us feel better. Let's just stick with the two basic ones, smoking weed and mm -hmm. drinking, and I guess even mm -hmm. cigarettes, that yeah. those are um, those are essential to our per, our creative process or tapping into like um, certain areas or not only just like getting the conversation going when you're with friends, but like that some of us believe, and I don't know if I don't believe this myself yet, that those things actually do help us achieve levels of creativity and expression that we wouldn't be able to achieve sober mm. and it do you think is that just all bullshit well that's a very very good question so i know that there are different uh realms i guess you could say or however you want to describe it that are accessible through like hallucinogenic drugs for example like that's mm -hmm. uh i mean there's no doubt i can't just like sit here completely clean and sober and like visualize a mushroom trip like i've done a lot of mushrooms right. i've done a little acid and, and it's like i've been to those places i've been about as far as you can go like with mushrooms in particular like i've interfaced with like the universe and god you know what i mean like and it was like yeah. everything everything everywhere and it's a feeling it's like a feeling that you have mm -hmm. that's like you can't i mean you know i i would say that maybe through like a strong spiritual practice you could tap into something like that but just such a visceral in your face immediate transformation you know that's something very mm -hmm. unique to those substances and it's like it's almost like you know in a way i'm grateful for those experiences i mean i am you know i i really understand things in a different way you know and this is coming from a guy who is sober and i've dedicated a big portion of my life to like you know help people not rely on substances but at the same time you know i'm i am grateful for those i'd be lying if i said i wasn't grateful for those experiences that i had mm -hmm. before um but in terms of like weed and alcohol like i think weed what it does is it gives us like a, a sense of awe. It kind of dumbs us down. So we're just mundane mm -hmm. things seem spectacular and amazing, you mm. know? So I think it's kind of a game that gets played on us where it's like, you know, mm. I could be watching like cartoons and yeah, it's hilarious and awesome, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not the cartoon mm. itself. That's like amazing. It's just like my perception of it. And a lot of times, like, I feel like maybe some of the I yeah. ideas are just amazing because we've been dumbed down by it. And then, like, with alcohol, like, the idea of, like, the social lubrication, like, being able to go out and have more confidence in social interactions and, you know, your inhibitions get lowered. But for me personally, like, I've done so much, like, work on myself where it's, like, I have, like, more natural self-confidence now. Like, I don't right. mind getting on a stage in front of a bunch of people, whether it's, like, music or speaking or, yeah. you know, I could bullhorn people. Like, I have so much more confidence now or just going up and talking to people than I ever did. Because mm -hmm. when I was in the depths of the alcohol addiction like i'm just like a shell like i'm just barely like i'm fear it's all driven by fear my, mm -hmm. my use was all driven by a million different forms of fear self-deception um and so you know coming off of that and just doing the internal work and finding where i'm at today it's like i i feel like i'm, I'm way more confident than i ever would have been with any amount of alcohol and at, and, and at the same time it like it it, it de it inhibits you in the negative direction. Like it forces, like it ch puts you in a position where you're making bad choices. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like without exception. It's like, it's part of yeah. the, it's part of the deal. And, uh, and then also the big thing for me is the motivation. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm, if I'm 
getting high or getting loaded, you know, then that's that's diminishing my ability to function at maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be able to do 10% of what I'm doing today if I was like loaded. Or I mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to achieve 10% of what I've achieved if I was loaded. I firmly yeah. believe that, you know. Yeah, that it makes so much sense, you know. It's like yeah, the the point about the weed is interesting because it it may, it's not like my ideas get better. It's just that I think that my crappy or okay ideas are better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I can see because that's just like the cli- this cliche of every stoner. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. and then the well, alcohol well. one, you know, it's a, I think it's that's a good point to make as well that the uh, just your efficiency in general mm-hmm. is reduced by the toll that it takes on your energy and your health and your just sleep. You, you can't even just like sleep. Yeah. Well, Less. if you want, if you want, if you want maximum efficiency, then just start smoking the meth, dude, and you can just yeah, stay right. up for weeks, and get you can get a lot done. of shit done. You can get a lot of yeah. shit done, or you can get one thing done for a very long time that actually is yeah. You can take apart like ten bikes, and then try to like put together a super bike. You can disassemble mm-hmm. ten bikes, grab the pieces together, and try to build like a super bike. But wow, then, so, yeah, but then it never gets done, and now you have like ten broken bikes in your living room. Right. Like I've had that experience. <laughs> maybe maybe they belong to other people previously. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably there there's a good chance. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I think a lot of it is a is, is kind of an illusion, man. It's kind yeah. of an illusion. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a good reminder. We uh yeah, we struggle with it now and like I was saying before, I mean you just can't keep, walk down the path of mm-hmm. truth and enlightenment without um getting more and more sensitive to this, you know. And yeah. uh so I, see, I see it in my people's life around me too. Like I have friends who, you know, they're they're clean and sober, except they smoke weed, right? And it's like mm-hmm. they they rationalize it, but I could see there's like dysfunction. Like like they smoke a lot of weed, and it's like I can see the dysfunction, and it's like it's it's very apparent in like their their daily life. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's like they don't show up to things, they don't respond to text messages they don't call you back it's like they just they're always late mm-hmm. or they're canceling on you it's like what in the hell and i know and yeah. this is like it's like sometimes it's like a serious thing you know it's like what the mm-hmm. hell dude so anyway it's like and it just is what it is um i'm not judging i was that person you know for a long time so it's no mm-hmm. judgment but uh but i don't know man i just don't have any room in my life for it you yeah know? i mean and you can see it from the other side once you're like there where you like because you know it's a good example of like i was mentioning you and some of the other people that just do so much i mean so much writing so much content so much health so much networking so many uh engagements with other people and uh it's you know it's not like everyone's just getting wasted you know there's yeah. a couple of i've collected a few um analogies or metaphors or whatever for sobriety over the years that really i thought were hilarious but one time um somebody told me somebody who was like hardly ever sober they were like uh, being sober is like going through a car wash with no car um, and, uh, well, I and, mean, there's there's something to that. There's absolutely something yeah. to that. And, and I'll, the, I'll yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead, though. Go, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Um, and then the other, the other, uh, <laughs> the other one is, oh, someone called it just raw dog in life, and it was raw like, I can't do that. I can't yep. just raw dog life. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've been in that situation where it's like I remember like being like I was going to like community college like in my late twenties, you know, because I failed out of actual college because i was drinking too much and so i was like i got a little bit of well i'll go try it again but i was like day drinking like drinking before i went to class right because i felt that way i felt like i needed alcohol in order to function in the world at all mm-hmm. and i remember like a very vivid situation like being in an elevator like taking an elevator up to like a fourth floor in one of the buildings on campus and being in an elevator full of people and i'm like looking around i'm like 
these motherfuckers, they all have to be drunk. They, they all have to be drunk. I mean, there's no way you could do this sober. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, I was convinced that everybody was loaded in the mm-hmm. world because I, did, I didn't understand how a person could do it not loaded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm looking at this elevator. I'm like, all these motherfuckers are drunk, too, I bet. Like, Jesus. Like, nobody's doing this thing sober, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're not all just raw dog in life. I could totally get that. <laughs> and then the other thing about the, um, the person in the car wash without a car, you know, I, I, there's a point to that because, you know, <clears throat> once you eliminate the substances out of your life, completely and you don't replace it with something then you're totally screwed you know what i mean and that's Mm -hmm. for me that's where like an actual recovery program has been a huge help for me Mm -hmm. you know it's like that's because it's like in in recovery we actually say there's like a well they call it a god-sized hole in your body that's that's there Mm -hmm. that's that because like like the substances like in, in 12 step or whatever, we talk a lot about like a higher power, right? And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily God, like the Christian sure, God. Sure. It's not Christianity. It's like, like something larger than you, something larger than your addiction is what it is. It's like, you need something bigger than your addiction to replace it with. And the idea of the higher power is like, you know, if I'm, cause I sponsor a lot of, I have sponsored a lot of guys. I've got a couple of guys I sponsor out here in Tennessee now, but like, <laughs> that's a big thing that people have a tough time with in the beginning is the idea of the higher power, right? Because obviously you're coming off the streets and you're like, no God would ever do this to me. They're very like atheistic and just mm-hmm. like, you know, have resentments towards whatever. Whenever the word higher power comes up, it's like, fuck that, you know. But like, right. you know, I, I describe it like this. Where it's like, if you think about it, you know, what is your definition of a higher power? It's something that, then what was your drug of choice? You woke up every single day. That was the first thing you thought about. Every single action, every single thought that you did throughout the day was in service to that drug that was like all of your actions all your Mm -hmm. deception the crimes you committed like everything you did was in pursuit of that one drug and that feeling i would say now i'd argue that's kind of a higher power bowing down before Mm -hmm. that higher power and then all of a sudden that gets removed Mm -hmm. and so the person raw dogging on the car wash is a person we call it white knuckling you're just Mm -hmm. white knuckling life if you're not involved in some sort of recovery to gain some insight into why the hell you're behaving that way in the first place right because it's like you know it's not even the drugs or the alcohol itself that's the problem it's you it's something inside of you that's that's really the problem so we have to get down and figure out what that is and you know i think Mm -hmm. that you know the 12 steps not for everybody you know i'm not even saying it's the only way at all but you know they have a protocol that kind of goes in and kind of picks apart all the different things that maybe led you to that point in the first place. And it's very, very healing. And I found mm-hmm. a lot of benefit to it personally. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's all it is. It's like, it's like, yes, I wouldn't suggest anybody just stop drinking and not do any like inner work at all. You know, whatever mm-hmm. that inner work looks like, whether it's like just exercise or, or just like seek counseling or just whatever, man, like there's, there has to be something that you can go in and help get to the root of the problem. Cause it's the alcohol, the drugs, those are just symptoms of the problem, you know? Right. Yeah, that makes so much sense, you know, and that's a good point about the higher power. It's like the, the higher power isn't, um, it's not like an optional or whatever. Like whatever you serve daily is your higher power, you know? Yeah. Um, and it should, your life would be the most fulfilling if you served whatever your version of God was, you know? Mm-hmm. And if God is like someone's wife, it's to say, yeah. because that it, that means that maybe you're going to have generations. And then it's like your family and your legacy or your health, like... Um, or your creative passions or your mm-hmm. fitness or 
community building or whatever, you know, it, it is a yeah. good, it's a good point. Cause I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to, what am I going to do? Go sit at the bar with my friends and not drink. It's like, no, you're probably not going to go sit at the bar. You're going to write a fucking book or, or ride yeah. or buy a bicycle or something. I mean, yeah. I, um, yeah. 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 Any number of things, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been, and another thing too is like, man, I, I'd never imagined like, man, when I got, when I got, so I'd, I mean, you know this, but like my, my whole journey led me to prison, right? I had to go to freaking, I got clean in prison because like I couldn't mm-hmm. stop stealing shit when I was high on, on meth, right? And like, uh, so they sent me to the big house and and uh, when I got out, I was like, man, I have no hope. There's no hope for anything in the future. Like I'll be lucky mm-hmm. to get a job at a fast food restaurant or something, maybe, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'll do that the rest of my life. And, you know, I always say like never underestimate like an addict in recovery because they, mm. so like, like once you channel a lot of that energy that you put in towards sustaining that lifestyle towards something positive then it's like you become pretty pretty i mean the world just kind of opens up to you in in pretty surprising ways like just amazing you know yeah i think it's just that one element just eliminating that shit out of your life Mm -hmm. doors just begin to open up it's crazy i mean that makes sense because it it takes you know there's a lot of potential behind that addiction you know and there's Mm -hmm. uh like you said a lot of healing and so you like invert it basically and you send it towards the light instead of the darkness um and then uh, like how could you not succeed you know especially coming from a place of pure gratitude because every day is just like a great day uh, because you're not all in a horrible place um i'm oversimplifying but you get it so that that brings me to uh Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, because you've done, um, f- from what I know, you have done a great job at taking major steps towards um, unslaving yourself from mm-hmm. a W-2 yeah. or an employer, you know? Yeah. Um, and that is really cool. That's where I'm at. And I, I don't mm-hmm. have, or that's the step that I'm like trying to, 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 totally, to walk man. down. And I don't, I mean, I have a lot of, uh, I think I have a lot of skills, entry levels. Yeah average above average skills certain things but i just am not i don't know if like what the fuck my problem is um sometimes i feel like it's a confidence thing or i put myself out there or like you know i use the word imposter syndrome now but maybe that's just corporate speak buried in my head i I feel imposter syndrome all the time it's like what the hell is going on here yeah yeah and so um what i mean i don't know if you want to share a little bit about that but or and what would you tell someone like me who's like ready to go out and get after it yeah, I'd love to, man. So uh, basically, from what I learned, and this is just one of the teeny little things that I took away from autonomy without spilling all the beans, but it's basically all about uh, creating an offer and bringing it to market. That's mm-hmm. it. So you figure out what your offer is. Like, what are your skills? What are you mm-hmm. good at? What is it that you see yourself doing? How could you benefit others? And that's the whole thing is, like, how right. can you be of service to other people? Like, you know, sales in the real sense isn't about like cold calling people and high pressuring and being a scumbag or any of that. It's basically you see people that have a need Mm -hmm. and you have a way to fulfill that need and you just make them the offer. Hey, I'd like to help you with this problem or I have a way Mm -hmm. to fix that problem. So, you know, with your tech background or your coaching background, you know, it'd be somewhere along the lines of like creating your own website, like call.com, you know what I mean? Like just make a website URL build build it out to that that shows what your offer is mm-hmm. and then you just have to bring your offer to market you have to show it to people bring it in front of people and uh so for me like i i mean i, I i'll just tell you my story again i'm sure you heard me talk about it on the That's show okay. yeah, let's, somewhere let's but it. like basically you know i was working as a drug and alcohol counselor out in oregon and it uh that job went away because i was like kind of a 
very vocal in the workplace about not wanting to take the shot or wear a mask or anything like that. And so they ended up figuring out a chicken shit way to fire me. But uh, anyway, so I came out here to Tennessee after I was just done with Oregon. I'm out of here. Got here with the intention of going back into that field of, you know, doing drug and alcohol counseling. And uh, while I was, like, applying for jobs, I just made a simple Facebook post that said, hey, I've got a truck and some tools. I'm available if anybody wants any help. And I posted it in several, like, and it was just on my personal page. And I made that post in, like, uh, some, like, local Middle Tennessee gardening groups and some, like, contractor groups. Mm -hmm. And so I identified several groups that were kind of, like, in the niche. That's a good idea. You know, so like like whatever your niche is, look for other yeah. existing groups that are in your niche. On yeah, Facebook. that's a good point. Not just like Nashville, yep. anyone yep. in Nashville. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, well, I did put it in like all the buy sell trade groups, and you have to kind of finagle. Like, you can't offer services on Facebook Marketplace. Yep. So you have to kind of word it. Out. Yeah, mm. you have to word it in such a way. Mm-hmm. But what you can do, what I found, this is a good little hack, dude. So what you do is you sign up for a bunch of groups that are like in your niche, mm-hmm. and then you make a. Uh, a Facebook marketplace post and then it'll say do you want to post it in these groups and you can mm. check all the groups that you want to post in and then you hit post and though even though it'll delete your marketplace post it'll still remain posted in all those groups brilliant man yeah, I knew yeah, you'd yeah, have yeah. a way to yeah, do yeah. it that's so brilliant but now I was I was wary of that because I'm like wondering if they give me too many strikes for posting uh, stuff that goes against their guidelines they're going to get rid of my page but uh, what, what I found was that I did that for a little bit and I started to get just – well, so after that very first post, I got, like, dozens and dozens of people responding to me. Hey, I need help with this. I need help with that. I need help, like, putting in a mailbox or doing some doorknobs or can you hang a TV or do a ceiling fan. And half that stuff, I'm like, sure. And then I'm on YouTube, like, how do you install a ceiling fan? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> For sure, yeah. And so I figured it – just started figuring it out as I went. And before I knew it, I was like, wow. And then, dude, like, I was charging way more money than I was making as a, a – counselor mm-hmm. and then i got like a good talking to from another local contractor he's like how much are you charging he's like no 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 you need to raise your rates because you're undercutting all of us out here he like lectured me about not charging mm. enough and wow so like, okay so i'm charging more money that's like i'm making way more up, money man. than i ever would have done doing yeah. that and I, so then i made a facebook page like I, I started a business page i named it nashville tasks you guys can follow me nashville tasks on facebook and uh i haven't posted on there in a while because right now i'm at a point now where i'm kind of Actually, with all the other stuff I'm doing, um, I'm actually at a point where I can, I'm just like kind of surfing off of the, the contacts that I already have. And I do have a job at this property management company that keeps me fairly, it's like unlimited work whenever I want it. They own some stuff and there's always like tons of work at all the properties. So I just show up, put in like four or five hours here and there. And that, you know, fills the gap in paying the bills between all the other stuff and uh, the writing and the substack stuff. But, uh, but yeah, man, so I kind of like, the, the way I've characterized it is that I accidentally started my own handyman business. I had no intention of doing that. Like I yeah. was not, I had no idea. And so I feel like I just kind of fell into that. But now I see that. And, and, and I always was so frustrated because I, I bet you, you feel the same way where it's like you look around and you see every single business, every single business that you drive by was started by a person who just said, I'm going to start a business. I was right? literally dri- yeah. yesterday. We were driving yeah. around. I was like, this guy started a tobacco shop. This yeah. guy started a window business. I yeah. was saying that out loud yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, how do I like bridge that guy? How do I be that person? How do I start mm-hmm. a business? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's, that's how it is. You just figure out what your offer is. And you bring it to market. Now a lot, like it's probably harder to start a business nowadays than it was years ago. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's not harder. With all no, the it's prob- subsidies and shit. But it's like- probably not. I mean, it's just as hard based on the the mindset and the fucking blah blah blah. Yeah. I, I, w- I just want to say it's it's just as 
If anything, it's easier. That way I don't yeah. make any excuses but, for myself. But, but at the same time, dude, it's all online. Like, there's no excuse to not do something online. Particularly with your skill set, you're probably going to be online, like, mostly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, the, the truth is, like, I – um, well, anyway, thank you for that. That's really cool. Yeah. That Those simple things that you – those tips were really uh, valuable, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, so when we came out here, Catherine, we were working for the National Park Service. I quit. I, got, I tried to do sales, door-to-door sales, and I, mm-hmm. I crashed and burned so hard. Um, I was selling solar door-to-door, and the people that could mm-hmm. do it, they were making yeah. like $5,000 a week. Wow. A week. And, wow. of course, it's like hella tax, but that was insane. And so that, that in, uh, got me out there. Anyway, but then I didn't make shit. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I had so much anxiety. Yeah. So then I found yeah. the job I have now that's remote. And then when we moved out here, Catherine was like, well, I was like, well, I got the job. So she went out and she became the Roanoke Valley Handy Ma'am. All right? Yes, I remember and, that. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And uh, this, we had, she had just started when we saw you at Float Fest last year. Yeah. And anyway, she uh, she didn't like it. She did mm. it for like a year. I mean, Catherine yeah. was putting drywall on ceilings. All right. She was Damn. busting her ass. And she would I do all kinds do of. I say no to drywall work these days. I'm like, nope. Yeah, she I'm was good. doing so much. And I would go help her. And, you know, one day we went, because I'm pretty handy with a chainsaw and we have a little yeah. trailer. And so I think about your post. Instead of being like, I got a truck and a hammer, I'm like, I got yeah. a chainsaw and a trailer. Damn, and of course, dude. those guys yeah. make hella. So one yeah. day, you know, we had a we had a $1,000 day clearing yeah. some brush in someone's backyard. And I'm like, totally that's a good fucking day i can yep. and um anyway so she fell off and now she uh has a job but it's my turn to go out there and get it sure. so that when we start a family she can chill at the house because yeah. we have a million projects for example we sell microgreens at the farmer's market we're there nice. every saturday you know three dollars yeah. an ounce but mainly that's about being around the community you know and yeah um being on the other side of the table at the farmer's market is so amazing to see all the people growing food it's like all the fear porn that i get from some of my like truth or channels or whatever yeah. from telegram it is just completely absolved at the farmer's market those people yep. maybe they are on board maybe they're not it doesn't matter they have their piece of land whether it's in suburbia um so we have our ideas but i appreciate that uh that input because i you know ever since we went to the greater reset in morelia um where i saw your thing in the Corey yeah, Ags magazine yeah, i told uh, Corey about that i'm like bro people in morelia are texting me that they saw i heard you ad, actually but... i heard it on his show um that's the power of advertising uh, right there yeah that was the episode that reason why i started my thing on substack because it was like oh wow the path of least resistance but i listened to his that's amazing dude and then see that's a great uh thing with substack so let's talk afterwards because there's a lot of opportunity for cross-pollination okay. around there to get people over to your page and okay uh, the, the substack's been a game changer for me like that's wow. like that's what's been able yeah. uh, that's the reason why I've been able to take a step back mm. from everything else was just because of Substack. And so mm, like cool. I run the Substack for uh Unjected, Ryan at T Lab, and then now just today, uh as of last night, and the, the first work today, I, I am actually gonna be helping run Miriam Hanane's Substack. Wow. And so uh she reached out to me wanting help with that. I'm like, let's do it. So we talked last night about what that would look like and Dude. I've been spending today getting her set up and we're ready to rock and roll there too. Dude, so I'm congratulations. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. So that's like a business. Like I, I mean, I'm at the point now because I, I, I figured it out. Like one of the way Richard Grove describes it is like, you know, once you come it's like when you come up with a system for doing something, it's just called a widget. Like when you mm-hmm. come up with a successful business practice, it's like mm-hmm. a widget and you just, yeah. you just re- repeat that widget elsewhere. So it's like, I figured out like how Substack works. I figured out how to monetize it, how to like, uh, promote it, how to like get the word out. And so now like 
people recognize that and I'm just taking this widget to other people, other content creators, and I'm like helping them build their brand and build their stuff. And so it's like, I'm also to the point now where it's like, I almost can't do any more myself. Like I want to start reaching out to content creators that don't have Substacks and be like, hey, let's get you a Substack. It's like a profit share type situation. You know, here's my percentage and let's make it happen. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, so eventually I might come to a point where I might need help doing that. So I might like, like you, you might be the first person to reach out to like, bro, we're, we're starting a Substack business. Man, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm all about it. And I'm all about yeah. that, that energy and that flow. You know, have you ever yeah. read the book, The Alchemist? No. Okay. Well, I know you're busy, but like, it's an easy read. It's about this, <clears throat> it's a famous book and it's about this kid who's a shepherd in Spain and he, uh, I, I won't spoil the whole book, but he has a dream one night that there is treasure for him under the pyramids. Yeah. And um, he decides that he should go find the treasure. And every step along the way, he gets himself into a tight spot and he doesn't uh, give up. He takes a step forward. He follows the positive omens. He has faith in himself and the universe. And then every step becomes more rewarding than he could ever imagine. And it, it's a very, it's like one of the most famous books in the world. I think it's so fucking great but wow. he the 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 point is that he's he's in pursuit of his personal legend yeah. and he he learns to speak the language of the universe by observing Whoa. and you can learn a lot from books but you can yeah. also learn a lot from watching people or maybe you yeah. watch a camel walk across the desert for a month on a hike that you're on trying to go somewhere and you because the universe speaks a language and a lot of times people are too busy being mind controlled or mm-hmm. drinking um yeah. and they don't they can't learn the language of the universe and if you don't learn the language of the universe you can't fully reach your own personal legend because it it's hand in hand and so i hear your story like and i I knew you when you still before you got fired in oregon yeah yeah. yep and now you're you know on the verge of creating us like helping people with substacks in a way where you might even not have to do that much work you're just using your voice and so that that flow, you know, is so incredible. And so to be like, you know, I'm Scott, you know, I do handyman stuff. That's an incredible thing that every single homeowner needs. But that also, it seems like it allowed you the flexibility to pursue more of whatever your personal legend is becoming, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's every... it, man. That's the key right there. And that's like what I yeah. talks about is like, like with you, like finding what it is that you need to do to pay the bills that gives you full autonomy to pursue all your other stuff. And right now, my, my, day job is really good at uh yeah, and it providing me it. hella yeah. flexibility even though yeah, it's not yeah, a full yeah. alignment but yeah yeah we uh yeah it's um that's you gotta really... get that alignment piece so you're almost there you've got yeah. you've got the flexibility have... now you just need the alignment piece. yeah so. and i have uh some ideas of what to do that i really have been thinking about for a long time ever since we were at the greater reset in a light yeah. bulb went off yeah. and i've just been sleeping on it basically and so now with your uh some of these tools you gave me I'll update you in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, cool. no excuses to move forward. Um, yeah, that's so, awesome. Okay, so we have a. Uh, there's a couple. I know where we got like probably like 15 minutes. Yeah, you're good, man. Like let's let's just do. But it. Uh, I have another another category of life okay. I want to talk to you about. Okay. Um, before I get into that, do you know much about the tarot? Uh, I mean, very little. Okay. I don't know. I mean, so my basic understanding is like the 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 major arcana is like. That represents the entire deck, and then there's the four suits, which are like what our regular deck of cards is based on, and each of those uh, suits represents a different category of your life. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say it anyway for anybody who's listening. But my understanding, humbly, is that there's a at the top the top two suits you have the swords and the cups, 
and those are like in your heavenly realm, which is like your uh, when you're not just like scrambling to survive. You could start because the swords represents intellect, and the cups represents emotion. And the sword is steel, and the cup holds water, and um, the whole metaphor of like your cup being empty and all this. And then the other two are the pentacles and the wands, sometimes called the rods. And the pentacles kind of represent more of your earthly force, like if it's it's in the ground. It's like your money and your house. And the wands represents more of like your your human creativity aspect, because mm-hmm. a wand can be burned, so it's like fire. So you have fire for the wands, earth for the pentacles, water, and then steel, basically. And it kind of represents the four categories of our life. And I learned about this years ago, and so I uh, I try to think about where I'm at with different levels because only like four legs of a table your table can only get as tall as your shortest leg you know Mm. and uh so you have Mm. to rise the categories you know and so something that i bring up i bring all this up because i think about the wands and the wands has to do they say with your fire which can be like your the, the part of your like romantic relationship with your like sexual side but it also represents your creative side and something that I see over and over is you guys are musicians or singers mm. or painters. Mm. Like you mm. obviously make a lot of music. And then even other guys, Mark Passio and like uh, bros. And like, I mean, it's like I can't find someone who has a, a, a bright spirit speaking the truth that isn't playing music or singing. Yeah, I just can't, yeah, I've noticed that too. It's a big overlap. Even if they're doing it kind of poorly. No, that's rude. I should yeah, say. But should, to, yeah, to, it doesn't yeah. matter the, yeah. the, the level of of like it there people are doing it you know yeah and you're and you uh i mean you're you're making good music and you have been you know um and so i consider that creative side uh also with your show you know because it's in your voice and the creativity that it takes to connect with people so we kind of talked about um you know the grounded side of like sobriety and Mm. the money thing you know um and so what has it been like for you to advance your ability in creative expression? Mm. Yeah, man. Wow. Well, uh, the musical thing has always been like kind of a big piece of my life, you know, and uh, I just started playing guitar in like high school. And during all those years, I was like out drinking and running around. I kind of got away from it. But, uh, you know, just ever since, you know, I got clean in 2016, like it's uh, been a huge part of my life again. Um, I had the fortune to be in a band out in Oregon um, called Hot Piranha. You guys can check it out. They, they, they're doing Hot some Piranha. good stuff. They just came out with a new album recently, which I'm not on. But the first album, No Way Home, that's me on the lead guitars there. It's a great album. I just still think that's some of the best music I've ever heard. I'm really, really proud of that one. But uh, awesome. that was a fun experience. Right uh, that was the first band. Even though I was like, you know, I've, I've been a pretty... You know, I feel like I'm, I'm decent at the guitar, but I never was in a band before. And so yeah. that was my first band experience. So I got to learn what it's like going into like a recording studio, like the process of having like absolute discipline to like get together two nights a week and do the same song over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And what that does, like be, being like a, as a unit, like becoming tight and like understanding like what each other are going to do and stuff and just getting the songs really tight and just, yeah, man. And so like that was a huge eye opening experience for me. <clears throat> and so now. Um, I've been uh, just learning other aspects of music, and I do have a big surprise for people here in the next few months uh, in the realm of music, but I'm not going to spill any beans yet. Sure, sure. That makes, but I'm yeah. very, very excited about. It's something I've been working on very hard for a while now, and uh, and yeah, man. And so 
everything yeah th that that whole journey has kind of paralleled my whole life you know and it's like again now i'm at a point where um i i just feel like i had like i wouldn't be able to do that like in addition to all this other stuff i wouldn't be able to work on other like musical pursuits and stuff like that if i was like still out in the dark like running around mm -hmm. and stuff so so i feel like i've grown musically creatively i feel like with the podcast there's so many different ways to be creative with that whether it's just mm -hmm. like making a funny thumbnail or just like you know yeah the just just the just dealing or not dealing interacting and having awesome conversations with other amazing people like that there's a creativity to mm -hmm. that for sure um you know uh, a couple other things that I'm, we're, we're kicking around is like my gal is a she's a playwright she's a professional hmm. playwright she writes plays and uh gets paid to do it which is crazy damn and uh like like she writes little one-man plays or one-woman plays and stuff like that and there's a lot of demand for that apparently and uh she also is an improv performer so she does do a lot of like improv stuff and so we are uh we already created a couple channels we, we got all the 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 the, the your usernames on all the social medias and we're going to start doing our own little like comedy skits because i've got like literally like, 50, <laughs> oh man i've got like 50 ideas oh right that's now. hilarious yeah dude, dude i'm sure you know like, that's with hilarious you with you and Catherine, like yeah. the synergy once you guys start talking you're like oh that's such a great idea you know yeah. what i mean like like genius ideas just emerge mm -hmm. out of nowhere that never would have uh, I never would have come up with by myself, but it's like through the interaction, it's like, whoa, that's a great idea, right? Yeah, that's that so, wand energy, just yeah, burning yeah, the yeah. fire with someone yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so like, I've got like 50 skits written down already. Oh I'm my like, god, dude, we're gonna start busting these out. So that's gonna be hilarious, man. Yeah, dude, they're they're pretty funny too. Like, that's I just came up with awesome. a hilarious one today. What was it? What was? It? Oh, it's like a. Okay, so I'll just like this one's kind of funny. It's like uh, an anonymous anonymous meeting, where it's like anonymous anonymous. Where it's like, where it's like a bunch of people show up and they're all like wearing disguises and it's like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's hilarious. It's like, hi, my name is Clover. And like, that's not your name. I know. <laughs> like, uh, that's funny. Yeah. That's it's hilarious. Like shit like that, but a lot of it's like truth yeah. or related. I'm like, anonymous, yeah. anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. And the yeah. truth or related. Yeah, that, that man. Yeah. We need that. We need yeah, that yeah. shit, man. Yep, yep. So um, look, watch out for that here in the next few months, probably. But anyway, so wow. So yeah, dude. Things just the longer this journey goes, like, and I think too, it, it always goes back to the alignment thing, like being in alignment with like some of the principles that I have stood on and you, you, you know, you're, you, you like, just because your job isn't in a hundred percent alignment, like you guys live the life you guys have made extremely drastic moves that are in alignment with your values. Like you guys mm -hmm. moved across the country. You're like homesteading. Like that's insane. That's mm -hmm. huge. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's bigger than what I've been able to pull off. And that's my dream right there. So, you know, like that's, that's, that's not something to be said for that, but it's like, that's an example and a lot of the stuff I've been able to do is an example of like once you stay firm in your principles, you stay true to yourself, mm -hmm. and, and you don't waver from that, and you're just courageous with it, and you don't care what other people say, yeah. and you just push forward, then it, it bears fruit down the road. Like it's scary at first because mm -hmm. there are consequences. Like at first there are consequences. Sure. You lose jobs, people make fun of you, they hate mm -hmm. you. Like it's just like, you know, the consequences are real in the beginning, but then down the road, all that bears fruit. You know, yeah, you just gotta endure. It's true. It's, that's such a, a good reminder because I can get caught up in my local like realm. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I wrote an article and one of Catherine's closest friends just DM me and she was like, you're such a piece of shit. How dare you? And I, <laughs> I was like trying to be like super laid back, but they were really far on the left. And so they could easily be like set off. And I was so offended. It like really just like tore me apart, you know, yeah. so that but now that builds me a better skin now. And I just know that more things like that are going to happen as we keep moving forward in alignment. But like 
you can't keep picking things up without setting something down, you know. And I just yeah. need to uh, start meditating or something on having being able to put those things down that I'm going to have to lose as I move yeah. forward, whether it's comfort, whether it's money at first, or whether it's like relationships or, you know, alcohol. And I, I just got to get in the mindset that those things are actually positive things if yeah. they are coming from closer alignment, you know. Yep. Um, and, uh, and one of the things that I yep. think I was talking to Yesterday, I had a guest, this incredible woman that I work with. She has a regenerative farm in uh, in Illinois, and they are trying to feed their community in a place where there's only, like, McDonald's. And all the food, the monocropping, gets shipped out to across the country. So, like, she's in the wow. middle of, like, great farming middle America, and there's farms everywhere, but no one's eating that food. No one's mm. eating that food. Um and so they're they're making corn for ethanol, she says, so that people can drive their car to McDonald's in that town. Oh, and then so geez. she's trying to but this woman, she also does energy readings, okay? And she's they're really they have this thriving farm and she could talk about the soil all day, but then she does these energy healings where she'll like sit with you and talk to you in this like spiritual way that I wouldn't have had the courage or the insight to sit down with someone like this a few years ago. I would have been like, What's this woo woo shit? Yeah. Um but the other day I sat with her and uh, online and um, before, you know, and then she was my first real guest on my show, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, and um, but she was basically like, you know, we know that there's obesity. We know that big pharma is killing us. We know that our food is being uh, poisoned. But the true thing that is happening is there is an epidemic of shame. And what mm. we really have is people are not proud of themselves. And she's like, Paul, I can see that you are not as proud of yourself as you should be because you see all the places that you should go and you mm, can think mm -hmm. about all the mistakes you've made. And it's like, look at all the ways I'm not fulfilling my personal legend. What a fucking loser. Um, but you also, like part of that tarot table example is we can only rise as high as our self-love allows us to go, you know? And it's not that I just want to sit on the couch and smoke weed and be like, I'm so cool. Like, it's not like that's an overcorrection, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking about that a lot this week because I think as men, that's something that I don't always talk about with men. Like, Anyway, so I want to ask you, how do you ever feel proud of yourself? Because for, for someone who's watching you, you've accomplished so much. So do you just put that away in a, in a box under your bed or do you ever like get to, to really feel like proud of yourself? Oh, man. Well, I mean, it really goes back to gratitude. Like, gratitude is the most important thing in all of this. Like, just being grateful, you know? And sometimes I've had instances where I get all, like, in a particular mood about something. And then I'm like, yeah, but. And then it's usually, like, something, like, related to the podcast or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I get like a guest bails on me or something. You know, just some silly, stupid shit. And I'll get all, like, upset or whatever. And sure. Not, like, raging upset, but I'm just like, fucking that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Or just yeah, bums something, doesn't, something doesn't happen the way, exactly the way I want it to. And I get all kind of cheesed off. But I always try to remind myself, like, yeah, but you get to, like, like if the version of yourself, like, five years ago were to see mm -hmm. what you're doing now, like, it would be unimaginable. It's like I get to live yeah. like a, a dream. It's so crazy. And so, and mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, I, so I try to revert back to a state of gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, uh, and I don't, I don't try to like, you know, rest on my laurels. That's a big thing we talk about in recovery where it's like, we don't, uh, stay clean today on yesterday's recovery, you know, but at mm -hmm. the same time that also applies <laughs> to life. It's like, I can't, I can't just like look at what I've done and then be like, oh yeah, I'm such a badass. Like, no, you got to keep moving forward, keep pushing, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But always, always, always in a state of gratitude. Like gratitude mm -hmm. is the most important thing. 
And it actually is just such a great little trick to get yourself out of a state of, you know, you know, depression or just looking down or like if you're going through a hard time, like just take a moment to take stock and inventory of what you do have to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. because There's so much there. Yeah. So much there. Like outside looking at you, you know, like I've always looked at like your guys' relationship, like what you and Catherine have. Like you guys are awesome. Like some of my favorite people in the world. And uh, thanks. And and like I always looked at like what you guys had, and I was like, man, I wish I wish I could have that. Like with hmm. with, a, with with somebody, like have that type of relationship, marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 like so with the homesteading thing, it's like you guys have like what I want. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's so it's like you know you can. You, always just revert to a state of gratitude mm. because you're yeah. the things that we take for granted are a lot of times sometimes things that other people would like kill for you know what yeah. I mean like it's just it's so true yeah it's so true um that's a great reminder that's a great yeah. reminder uh, yeah yeah well, well shit Scott thank you so yeah. much um we could call it here in a second unless you got any last thoughts or words uh, well, one of the things I was going to say is that uh, I think we talked about this before, but I'd love to put this conversation out on my channel because this was great. And, Dude, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that a lot of people would like to hear this. And then I think anybody that's listening should go follow and support Paul's work, right? Go check what out he's do- check out what he's doing over on Substack. So what's your Substack, dude? It's uh, rewritingourfuture.substack.com. I, uh, yeah. Yep, that's it. You know, recently I did this. I wrote a book. You wrote a book too. What are you? You're crazy. You're I, uh, out of control. International background. <laughs> and it's pretty big because uh, um, I spent a long time right. But you know what's funny is I uh, wrote. See, you're ni- killing me. You're killing me. You're, <laughs> over, you're like. Uh. I wrote ninety percent of this before I learned that the that I was under a spell. Uh, wow. You know, and so I had to. So it's not all like. It's not all. It's just funny. Like, you know what it is? This is me just being like totally an asshole because I I write a book about how to travel the world from like the average perspective who like um, you like get your credit cards and you like stay in hostels and all this stuff. And it, I really was proud of the book. And then I listen to people like uh, Derek and Kenny and they don't even use money, you know, and it's just like, fuck. But um so I do have that book that's on Amazon. The link is in my. It is uh, on Amazon. I didn't know this. I, how do I not? It's actually out and available. When did you put this yeah. out? Yeah. Well, I self-published it uh, like a week ago. It took like oh, three and a half I saw, years. I, I, dude, I saw you in my Telegram channel that you were mm. asking what the cover design was going to be. I didn't realize it was like out. How oh, dare yeah. you? <laughs> I appreciate okay. it. Um, okay, we're promoting the shit out of this. Send me links. We're promoting the shit out of this thing. All right, cool. I'll send you a link. All right. But uh, all right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Like, other, other than that, like, where, where can they find your podcast? Is that just on Substack? It's on Substack, but it's now the it's on Odyssey now because I have videos. So okay. you can find me on Odyssey, uh, rewriting okay. our future at rewriting our future, and I'm on Spotify too. But for some reason, they're not all going over yet. But I'm there. Substack, okay. Substack, okay. and Odyssey. Uh, Apple's a big one too. Try to get on uh, Apple. Mm, yeah, iTunes. okay, like, that's the one. Like, that, yeah. We can talk after the show about like uh, the kind sure. of the, the the back infrastructure that you'll need for all that. But uh, yeah. But yeah, dude, great job, man. And so, like, you're inspiring because you're the person I'm, when I'm talking to. You've probably heard me say it many times. Like, if it's in your heart to start a podcast, just do it. Don't talk yourself out of it because there's uh, almost a billion podcasts out there yeah. right now. It's like we still need yours, you know? So, yeah. Well, here I am. Awesome, so thanks dude. for the support. Yes. Do it, man. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. All right, Scott. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. And anybody else that's listening, I'm at libertylinks.io oh, yeah. forward slash rebunked. So that's links to all my shit. Yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah, we got it. We'll put all your links in the show notes for sure. Cool, cool. You're the man, dude. All right, I'm thanks, so Scott. You too. Oh yeah, brother. All thanks. Right. Thanks. All right. And all 
All right. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And if you would like to support the show, you can make a donation on PayPal. You can find me at Mr. Paul Bry at M-R-P-A-U-L-B-R-I. Or feel free to pick up a copy of my book uh, recently on Amazon called International Backpacking and Domestic Travel, What I Learned While Traveling the World, a Comprehensive How-To Guidebook. You'll find that link below in the show notes. Take care, thanks again, and grow food, not fear.